Engaging parents is part of getting them on board in terms of why is play lab important and why is play a part of learning or how can learning happen through play. So our main activities involve playful learning and also making learning more fun. Welcome to the Participate Podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Kane. On today's episode, we talk to the amazing team at the Kenya Play K-Play program. The focus is an approach to integrate learning through play with technology in Kuali and Kalifi counties of coastal Kenya. IREX, with technical support from Humans Who Play, works with teachers to offer them training and support to integrate learning through play with technology into their teaching. K-Play offers participating teachers a set of three workshops over the course of a school year. In between these three trainings, participating teachers also receive coaching support from the curriculum support officer, who are all trained by IREX in the K-Play approach. Simultaneously to the year-long training, each school commits to building a K-Play lab through the year. The Play Lab contains, among other resources, making and tinkering materials, and a laptop for each school, which can be used for learning through play with technology integration. The Play Lab setup also includes a parent sensitization component to build ownership for sustainability by the school community. As a research partner, Education Design Unlimited collects primary data and reviews existing studies to inform each phase of the program. All of this is part of the larger collaboration funded by the LEGO Foundation. Before jumping into our conversation today, we wanted to reintroduce Kim Murphy, who's been supporting this initiative from the Participate team. Hey, Kim. Hey, Julie. Can you tell us a little bit about this initiative and the other programs that are participating? Sure. So the initiative is focused on learning through play. And the partners that are involved in this work are advocates with educators and the education systems in the countries they're working with. Um, to be innovative and improve instruction through play. In the last episode, we were able to learn more about how playful learning is impacting schools in Brazil with the Creative Schools program. And there's also amazing work that's happening with Right to Play in Rwanda and Play at Heart in Denmark. And of course, today we'll be hearing from the K-Play team in Kenya. So I love seeing the examples of what's happening with students and hearing the questions they're asking, uh, watching their inquisitive and creative minds really come alive as they're exploring new ideas. Yeah, and I know we've been seeing some really great things being shared in the community of Practice on Participate, so that's been really fun to follow. And now we're going to hear about K-Play, and we've heard about the amazing projects with BCLN, and then I get to talk to group in Rwanda, Right to Play. It will be really fun, hopefully in the future, to have some cross conversations with with these fantastic projects. Absolutely. Because, you know, with any initiative, there's, there's challenges, right? Especially when you bring yeah. in technology. Um, and that's one of the aspects that I really appreciate about the members who are part of this work. They truly have developed a, a culture of inquiry and learning. And, and knowledge sharing, and it's evident in the work that they're accomplishing and the adjustments that they're making along the way. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a really great example of a research practice partnership. Fantastic. All right, well, let's get started, and I'm going to introduce our guests. Thanks, Kim. Thanks. Clara Mathoni-Nagero 
as an edtech researcher and product leader with a passion for revolutionizing education through innovation. With years of experience under her belt, Clara has honed her expertise in the impact of technology on learning outcomes. As the former head of production in Kakua, she spearheaded the development of Super Sima, a STEAM-inspired animated TV series. Clara's drive stems from her desire to create products that make learning fun and engaging while inspiring children and youth to consider careers in STEM. Joseph Nayabawari is a trainer and curriculum developer and currently the training associate with IREX for the K-Play project. Prior to joining IREX, Joseph has been part of education technology projects across Kenya with interest in robotics, coding, mobile app development, and Scratch. Here, he has enabled teachers and students to embrace technology and learning, as well as understanding the value of play in education. He brings this experience to the K-Play project. And this project is very lucky to have both of you. What an incredible array of experience you bring. So let's get started. Can you please just both tell us a little bit about the history of K-Play? How did it start? What sort of things does it do? And who's a part of that network? Thank you very much. So the K-Play project started in 2021. It was after LEGO awarded IRETS the Implementation Award. The project works in primary school from PP1 to grade six teachers that is in support of the competency-based curriculum. The project aims to capacity build teachers in curriculum delivery through the use of technology and play, and also equip learners with the 21st century skills and prepare them for the world of work. So our main activities involve playful learning and also learning through play with technology. In 2021, the k project only worked in 11 schools, five in Kilifi and six in Kuali. This is including a private school and a special needs education school, Kinango School for the Deaf. This was the testing year. And after that, in 2022, the project was rolled out to 100 other schools, both in Kilifi and Kuali. So 50 in Kilifi and 50 in Kuali, where teachers um, were met and also took part in play lab development. The project has a special piece that I have mentioned, the play labs. Play labs are customized, child-centered spaces that foster playful learning for the learners in Kuali and Kilifi. So the project has so far developed 111 K-Play Play Labs, both in Kilifi and Kuali. Play Labs are spaces that are used for learners to test out activities, for learners to experiment and to also develop their curiosity according to the 21st century development schools. The project does not work in isolation. We work with education authorities to build a model that can be scaled up a model that can be rolled out to other counties. These authorities include the Ministry of Education, the Teacher Service Commission, the local county governments, as well as the Kenya Institute of Curriculum Development, which form part of what we call a steering committee, both locally and in the national government. Wow, that's amazing. Claire, did you want to add from your perspective about how you play a part in the network? Thank you so much, Julie. My colleague Joseph has said a lot. Actually, what was missing in the introduction is that I work with a partner organization called Education Design Unlimited. I'm part of the research team there. We support IREX with documentation and research in the project. So the project has a monitoring and evaluation role. 
but EDU, Education Design Unlimited, has been commissioned by Education Development Center, ETC, to support with uh, documentation and research in the project. Probably what I can add is um, the different groups that the project works with. So apart from the teachers who Joseph mentioned, the project also, of course, focus, uh, targets uh, learner outcomes and then works with caregivers or parents and works uh, with them through community-based organizations. This um, was decided by the steering committees that Joseph mentioned. Uh, we, we work with curriculum support officers who are teacher coaches, um, inspectors in some cases. And um, so those are, apart from teachers, we work with caregivers through the community-based organizations and then school leaders and um, curriculum support officers or CSOs, like you'll hear us say a lot in this in this session. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, I'm going to add a question here. When you mentioned the caregiver and sort of this whole network of partners, is there a design that's about formal and informal and sort of marrying the two? How does that work together? Or is it mostly really focused on more formal learning environments? Um, the, the curriculum, the K-Play project focuses on formal education, so learning in schools. The connection with caregivers is because even the CBC curriculum, the competency-based curriculum that is being implemented in Kenya um, has aspects that require caregivers to step in. And um, in particular for K-Play, the play labs that Joseph explained uh, need support with resources. So engaging parents is part of um, getting them on board in terms of why is this important? Why is the play lab important? And why is, you know, play a part of learning? Or how can learning happen through play? Yeah, so which is a new-ish concept. We are still testing how to most effectively work with caregivers. That's one of the iterations that we'll be doing uh, this year. But um, that's the connection with uh, caregivers. All right. Well, can you tell us about the work K-Play is doing as part of the LEGO Foundation's Learning Through Play with Technology initiative? I know it was supported by the foundation and started with the foundation, but I'm curious where you see this playing out. Yeah, the K-Play project is supporting uh, learning through play in Kilifi and Kwale. We are doing this through uh, enabling teachers to integrate Scratch in their lesson plans and using it to teach various students in school. They're also making learning more fun, which uh, in the end uh, enables learners to retain their knowledge and also to be part of their own learning and self-directed learning. K-Play Project has also participated in the Build a World of Play campaign that was initiated by LEGO and through this has been able to support uh, LEGO's foundation's learning through Play with Technology initiative. That's really great. Can I ask a quick question here? When they started with the K-Play initiatives, were teachers really just at the beginning of their journey of using some of these tools in their teaching? Okay, so when the K-Play Project began implementation, we realized that teachers had very little or no background in computer applications, in computer use, and or technology backgrounds. So the K-Play project introduced what we called technology, Digital Literacy 101 curriculum. Here, teachers were taken through turning off a computer, turning on a computer, parts of a computer, how to install and uninstall applications, how to join Zoom meetings, and all the basic concepts of computer literacy. And from there, we were able to take them through the Scratch curriculum comfortably since they were able to use computers as part of the learning that we had through the implementation of the K-Play project. That's great. Okay, Clara, from your perspective as a researcher, we know that there are a lot of research partners with Tinkerspace. So just curious about your experience there. 
Uh, thank you, Julie. Um, we work very closely with EDC, who manage the three research partners in the three implementation countries. So with uh, TSI or Three Stones in Rwanda and uh, the research partner in Brazil. The advantage of having EDC as the almost the body that holds the three of us is that there's a lot of learnings that we can get from each of them. Uh, we have realized or noticed that most of the challenges we face in Kenya, in K-Play, are also the same challenges faced in different capacities in the other two countries. So there's been a lot of knowledge sharing from EDC's perspective where they say, you know, Brazil is going through the same problem and this is how they're trying to solve it. Um, when we have recommendations, for example, we made a recommendation recently to see the possibility of working with teacher training colleges or to work with uh, pre-service teachers and Rwanda is already doing this so it's been it's been interesting you know learning from the other two countries all this knowledge being held somehow by EDC who we work, we all work with closely um okay Joseph yeah if you want to launch into um where you are in implementation that would be great currently we are in the third year of implementation in the first year, we were able to, to reach 11 schools, five schools in Kilefi and six schools in Kwale. In the second year of implementation, we scaled up to 50 schools in Kilefi and 50 schools in Kwale. This involved uh, about 4% of special needs education schools, where we have Kwale School for the Deaf, for example, Kinango School for the Deaf, and Kidemo School for the Deaf. We also reached 11 community-based organizations, CBOs, five in Kilefi and six in Kwale, that have enabled us to reach the community and the parents through the parental empowerment and engagement sessions. We are also working with 26 CSOs up from five in the pilot year. So these 26 CSOs, curriculum support officers, represent the 26 zones that we are working in, both in Kilefi and in Kwale. The curriculum support officers then train teachers in their own zones. They support teachers in their own zones through coaching, mentoring and support, any other form of support. We have also developed 111 play labs, 55 in Kwale and 56 in Kilefi County. The one extra is a play lab that was developed for the play lab for the private schools to be able to act as a model. We have also reached the community, the county governments through steering committee sessions. We have also reached national level working group through two national level working group committee meetings that were held both in 2022 in May and in February. Thank you for that. Clara, what is the data that you're gathering to learn about how the program is doing? We started by doing a context study, and we did the context study in early 2022. Uh, the context study was looking into the schools that have been part of the pilot project and looking at the general feel of the education stakeholders in Kuala and Kilifi. So it was interesting to record or do a context study of the of the region and understand um, challenges in education and where K-Play was uh, plugging in. We are currently doing case studies, and the case studies are following four schools. So in the case studies, we picked two schools in Kuala and two schools in Kilifi County, uh, an urban school and a rural school in each of them. And the idea is to follow each process 
um, that happens in regard to K-Play in these schools. So we attend the training of trainers where the, the CSOs are trained by the IREX team. And during the classroom observations, we do interviews with uh, key informative interviews with head teachers and a focus group discussion with the learners. Um, yeah, so that's where we've been. Okay, that's great. And Clara, I know we, we touched a little bit on sort of the research community of practice. I'm curious about the data you're gathering, whether and how you're sharing that um, with other teams. Uh, so one of the ways that we share is uh, through on participate. We uh, upload our reports as resources. Um, there's also the communities of practice, the monthly meetings that uh, have been really helpful in hearing what other teams are doing and, and learning from them. I feel like that is usually the beginning of a learning f- uh, about another country and how they're implementing the project. And then uh, when the resources are uploaded and participate, we are able to continue looking into them. They can inform how we will probably conduct the next study or just, you know, like you go in to the next activity at, in Cape Play with a bit more information, knowing that other partners who are implementing the same project have similar, you know, these similarities between what we are doing well and what is a, a challenge and what we are all learning. That's so cool. Joseph, can you tell me more about the research and how it's impacted your implementation? There have been very great learning that has come from uh, what Clara has rightly described. One of the things that we've been able to learn is that teachers have uh, have had fear in trying out new ideas in the classroom, and we've been able to support them, mentor them, and coach them. And finally, they have been able to have to express uh, confidence in trying out these ideas. The second thing we have learned is that teachers um, have had um, problems, you know, in trying to get resources or what are the best fit suiting resources for their lessons. We've also learned that uh, the relationship between the CSOs and the teachers is more of a both uh, employee relationship rather than a mentor and coach relationship. And we've been able to talk to them about it and also support actively this relationship that has then ensured that the K-Play project has been successfully implemented. So a lot of learning from uh, EDU, a lot of learning from the research and the research design, which has positively impacted the implementation of the K-Play project. Can you tell us about the impact of the K-Play program on the participating classrooms? So we have a school in Kilifi County that is called Malau Primary School. Malau Primary School was a school in the pilot year. And in that year, we had seven teachers. And one of the teachers was actually a science and technology teacher in grade five. And they confessed to us that they had skipped the scratch and technology strand in their textbook because they had no idea what they were going to do with it. But after coming to our training and talking to us and um, listening to what we had to say to them and following through the training, they confessed that they actually were going back to teach this lesson. And we followed up with them, went and observed and sat in the lesson. And it was exciting to see what the teacher could do and took the learners through an animator name project in Scratch. And ever since she has taught learners on this strand and was recently selected to be a co-facilitator in the Scratch and Coding Teacher Professional Development Workshop that just ended. Her name is Madam Rachel Zoro, and she has done a very good job. That's great. Can you tell me about a student project? So recently we took the president of IREX to see the work that we are doing, and we were able to interact with learners in classrooms. So this specific 
uh, learner had um, tell a story activity animation on Scratch. And he explained that he had learned these basics of Scratch from their teacher. And they had just gone and innovated, tried to touch on all the tabs on Scratch and finally discovered the tutorials. And he had followed the tutorials and came up with his own animation or tell a story activity. Uh, and he had been able to teach this to the rest of the, his friends. And soon everybody was working on the tablets and laptops available in their school to animate a name and tell a story. Can you tell us more about the impact of the K-Play program on schools that are serving students with special needs and, like you described, students who are deaf? So um, all the schools selected in Kuala and Kilifi County are selected by the, the steering committee. So the steering committee involves officers, senior officers from all the departments of education in the county. That's the Ministry of Education, Teacher Service Commission, County Government, uh, quality assurance and standards officers and all sub-county directors. So one of the things they are curious to know is how the K-Play project has inclusion and they vouch for inclusion of special need education schools. So we tested that and we work with special needs education CSOs who help us to adapt our training, who help us to adapt our curriculum to be able to suit the needs of the special needs education schools. However, we have not yet done this uh, actively because all the teachers first receive normal training and then we enable their CSOs to support them in adapting to their own context. But still, the K-Play curriculum has gone into special needs education schools and we have been able to observe lessons, especially in Kinango School for the Deaf, where play was introduced in a learner's classroom with deaf disabilities and were able to use postcards to count one to 10. And it was actually very exciting. This was from the pilot year. Great. And Clara, is there anything to add there? Yeah, I wanted to say something that um, when we spoke to teachers from uh, Kinango, uh, they really, you know, uh, spoke highly of K-Play. Uh, and, and again, Kinango, Kinango School for the Deaf is one of the schools that was part of the pilot, pilot school. So we're talking to them post the project and one of the things they kept saying is that um, using play in the classroom supported learners to remember more and that has been really helpful and it, it looked like amongst um, the schools that uh, we spoke to uh, you, know, you know like um, mainstream schools and and these special needs schools it sounds like learning through play was having a lot more effect in, in those schools because teachers then are able to capitalize on, on play to help learners remember more, which they said, for example, learners with, um, who are deaf forget faster. So using play and the play activities proposed by K-Play by K was helping them remember more. Yeah. So that was, I, I liked that a lot and stood out for me. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'd love for you both to sort of think ahead into the future. So what do you think K-Play will look like in the next few years? What will schools be doing? What will teachers be doing? And most importantly, what will children be doing? 
What uh, we are trying to figure out, the entire K-Play team, the IREX, EDU, EDUTAB, Humans Who Play, is how to better support teachers. We did a sort of evaluation of the project and, and all the partners were on the ground, including Humans Who Play, who support with content creation. And we realized that all of us, like we did brainstorm activity, we have a lot of expectations on teachers. Yet we do not feel like we are currently supporting them very well. So in the near future, in the far future, uh, this year I'm, I'm seeing K-Play uh, invest a lot more in supporting teachers to implement learning through play with technology in the classroom, which means that um, in two years in and for the number of years uh, that uh, these teachers will be teaching and and luckily most teachers in these two counties are young uh, they probably have 20 plus years of teaching are going to be able to implement learning through play with technology in their classrooms voluntarily as part of their practice so this is already you know required in curriculum in the competency-based curriculum that is we say it is being implemented in the country in, in year six of implementation so um, I, I see a future where learners are happy and you know learning and enjoying and feeling engaged and uh, learning uh, digital skills. Um, yeah, so that's that's the future I see, and uh, I'm glad that K-Play is initiating it. I also see the community understanding their role, the community and parents understanding their role in their learners' education and supporting that component more by providing resources, by supporting teachers, and by frequent visits to schools to be able to understand what is going on in school and play their part actively. I also see the paper project being understood both in Kilifi and Kuala and scaled up to national level through the steering committee and the national level working group, especially the play lab model being able to be rolled out in all counties and teachers having these skills to understand what happens in the play lab and what they need to do in terms of developing the soft skills and the competencies for their learners. I also have a vision that the partners in the project through the COP and any other international and national and local actors will have more collaboration and more alignment to be able to support more the implementation of the K-Play project as well as the scalability of the project. Well, those are fantastic visions, and I really want to thank both of you so much for sharing about the K-Play project, and I hope this is the first of many conversations about this project, and especially as there's learning across these contexts um, through the Learning Through Play initiative, I think there could be future conversations. So thank you both so much. Thank you, Joseph, and thank you, Clara. Welcome. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Julie, for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. The next episode in this series that's focusing on the Learning Through Play initiative funded by the LEGO Foundation will be the Right to Play initiative in Rwanda. It's going to be a great conversation with this team. This podcast is produced by Participate, a social learning company that supports communities of practice around the world.